Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon doesn't look normal. You keep the pressure on, correct? We stay until we win, is that right? At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? We're winning, folks. Okay, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark. You ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason de Molay. Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your daddy? Tinfoil Tales Episode 3, God Bless America. This week, we're looking at how some of the key players are leveraging the lucrative US market to grow their brand, and by brand, we mean bank balances. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Tales. I'm Sandy. And I'm Sauce. This week, we'll be taking a look at what really drives the movement. And it might surprise you to know that it actually isn't walking around the streets of Melbourne on a Saturday afternoon or yelling across a lake in Canberra. No, we're talking about the internet. And we'll look at a couple of different ways that key influencers here in Australia have taken their stories to the world. Well, to America, but that's the world, isn't it? I'm sure you've all wondered where Joe Rogan is getting his Aussie Aussie news from. We'll talk about an influencer who is so deep and so outrageously cooked, we actually question if she is genuinely pilled or just looking for the clicks and the views and the merch selling opportunities and perhaps a slice of the American patriotic pie. Whatever it is, and we have our suspicions, she is sharing the truth at whatever cost. We'll catch up on what is happening in Canberra and we have our tinfoil tales at the end as well, where we will share some more random weirdness with you. Okay, let's talk about the internet and how it has become a vehicle for misinformation and an avenue for a whole new genre of content, alternative media. This is a rich vein for influencers, not only giving them access to a wider audience, but also a way to grow their brand and earn more money. We know that we can catch protest streams with Rukshan or Barge and that each night there's a series of lives that kick off Guru and Kaz, the MCJ Report, Cafe Cooked, but that's kid stuff compared to the slick shows that are running out of the States. Which brings us to this. Yeah, so we need to go to the vault. You may or may not have heard about the infamous COVID ward story that went around early last year. Maria Z came to our attention with a story she relayed from an apparent friend of hers about his experience being admitted into a COVID ward. In case you have forgotten, Here it is. But just note, we had to edit it down just a little bit because she went on a lot and she repeated herself and we didn't want to subject you to that. So we've kept the important bits in, but here is what she said. Uh, This young man went into hospital for pneumonia recently. He was diagnosed with pneumonia when he got to the hospital, Um, but because he was having so much difficulty breathing, um, he was rushed on um, to one of those respirators, and and then he said that because that wasn't helping, um, they actually put him into an induced coma. 
he woke up in ICU following that um, and he was mo moved to the COV, I'm not going to say the rest of the word, ward, okay? Um, he, he noticed some really strange behaviour from the nurses. He was being told to take some medications that he wasn't really sure why he was being asked to take. He was being treated as a CO so-and-so patient when he did not have that. Uh, after he was able to move after a few days, once he started regaining some strength, he told me that he actually wanted to know what was going on outside because of the stories that he'd heard. He'd never actually met anyone that had been through this before. Um, so he stepped outside the door to view what was going on and he noticed, um, it, it, he said it looked like a movie. He said there were people on the floor, people were being restrained by nurses and police and given treatment for CO so-and-so when they did not have it. He said that people were screaming, I don't have it, I tested negative. Apparently he was saying that people were then being um, rushed off to a psych ward when they were claiming this. It was a special psych ward moved from what they call entrance eight. He, he didn't understand why there were police holding people down for forced treatment. And he said no one was allowed, obviously, to visit their family in there because it's a CO so-and-so ward. So no one really knows what's going on. My initial thoughts were that this was so outrageous that there was no way anyone could believe it. But boy, was I wrong. Look, I can personally vouch that this does not, in fact, happen in a COVID ward. No one's being held down and forced treatment. No one is being sent to psych wards for claiming they have negative tests. This is so untrue that it is laughable. But Maria was able to capitalise on this and this put her on the map. Maria had amassed a steady 10,000 followers by early last year, but her content meant that she faced a lot of censorship on Instagram and Facebook. So the constant flip-flopping between accounts and backup accounts to get around the bans meant it was difficult for her to maintain her increase in followers, but she still did pretty well, to be honest. And then she grew her audience on alternative sites such as Telegram, and rumble as well. But look, before we go on, can we talk about censorship? Most of the time, this is actually just us, the comrades, the people who watch us on Twitter, the people who sit in Facebook groups, the people who are on Twitch doing Cooker Watch. It's us reporting them for false information. It's not Facebook. It's not Zuckerberg watching their videos and nuking them as much as they'd like to think that it is. <laughs> but a lot of it is false information, so the reports are often successful. Anyway, while previously popular groups such as Reignite Democracy Australia have their subscribers dropping in droves every week, Maria's subscribers are steadily climbing and continue to do so even now at almost a 1,000 a week. This told us that the followers were getting tired of the political faction bringing politics into their grassroots movement, asking for handouts, constantly and just not delivering the goods that these guys wanted or any real change. Around the same time, we noticed Ricardo Bosi was gaining popularity too, further proving to us that the we the people want the good stuff. They want to talk about pedophiles, the hangings, the New World Order and the anti-woke discussions. Monica Smith and her politicians just weren't feeding the mob any longer. Lockdowns ended, so the marches just weren't bringing the excitement of breaking the rules, being rebellious and clashing with some cops. So the wind behind that part of the movement had started to die out. But in October 2021, Maria started making connections. And after months of idolising Stu Peters, 
she realised a dream and made it onto his Instagram Live, where the two hit it off and he offered up his platform for her and a budding friendship and partnership began. So for those of you who don't know who Stu Peters is, he's ultra-conservative patriot who airs his extreme views on his American media platform, Red Voice Media. He's a Republican, he's pro-guns, pro-Trump, anti-woke Christian. If you ordered Alex Jones on Wish... Stu Peters is what would arrive in the mail. (laughs) He has guests who have all kinds of ideas on COVID, on vaccines, outrageous conspiracies, and the stories of the New World Order. He was also a bounty hunter, apparently, and a wannabe rapper. Have a listen to this. Make it, Stuart. You're going to make it. My special boy. and further proves what we discussed last episode about the cooked influencers having performative backgrounds. But I used to enjoy watching his show just for the sheer ridiculousness of it. I love that stuff. It played into the whole Q phenomenon. The stories they had on there were like sci-fi fantasy stuff you couldn't make up. I would put this show at the extreme end of cookery, right up there with Alex Jones. But he can also be really, really offensive, discussing pedophiles and very much anti-LGBTQ, the type of thing we have gotten used to hearing from people with these beliefs, unfortunately. But God forbid, you know, they support any lefty ideals, right? I couldn't believe my eyes when an Australian politician, Craig Kelly, showed up there being interviewed by Stu about COVID management in Australia. That was the point I knew something weird was happening here. (laughs) Let's get back to Maria, though. Maria made regular appearances on the Stu Peters show as the Australian correspondent, relaying stories about elections, internment camps, geoengineered flooding. And look, they lap it up. Yeah, the Americans love this stuff. Here's a little bit of an example of Maria on the Stu Peters show. The whole deception thing is just blowing up so huge 
that it's right in front of your face so much to the point where I can't discount you telling me that there is man-made flooding happening and that homes are being wiped out so that people can be displaced from their homes that they have created for their families to be pushed into pods of starvation and camps of imprisonment where they will be injected every week uh, and told what to do by some external device that controls them through nanobots. I mean, all of this stuff just no longer seems far-fetched. Where are we, Maria? It's it's a dystopian nightmare, Stu, and it's exactly what they wanted to create. I don't think it sounds too far-fetched anymore uh, because we're, we're, we're seeing it. We're, we're seeing the very steps that we've been warning people are coming. Uh, we're seeing it unfold before our very eyes. You're right about the deception. People are feeling very, from what I'm hearing, especially here, they don't know who to believe and what to believe anymore, Stu. But what we have is the truth. We, we will continue to dig to get to the bottom of it, and I always say, people if, if if you're prepared for the worst and hoping and praying for the best you'll be able to cope with the deception a lot easier maria z thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it and by the way had you been reporting any of this a year ago when i first started when this show was patriotically correct and it was a podcast between two bounty hunters out of our basements i would have said who is this whacked out crazy lunatic and now i just say thank you for your integrity filled honest reporting and amazing journalism and we can't wait to feature you every day on the roar nation network marie z thank you so much god bless you God bless you, Stu. Thank Without you. the Second Amendment, the rest of the Constitution is just a piece of paper. The tyrannical government has guns, and as their corrupt, bought, and paid-for narrative falls apart, they'll be more tempted to turn them on us. But don't worry. You're not alone, patriots. Buy a gun today from GunsAmerica.com, America's oldest and most trusted online platform for buying and selling the guns that keep your loved ones safe. We kept the commercial that popped up immediately afterwards, just so that you have an idea of what kind of show this is. Um, she really recently got a new sponsor, Evans Harvests. Uh, they advertise that they are Christian-owned, obviously, kingdom-operated. It's food that they claim has a 25-year shelf life, so it's perfect for all your prepping needs so that you can prepare for the devil's worst. <laughs> I bet you it's gross. I bet she doesn't taste any good. But that is on top of her Dr. Zelenko cure for COVID Z-Stack vitamins. Because these people never sell vitamins they claim can cure COVID, right? She recently launched her own show called Uncensored on Red Voice Media, where she promises to share the truth at whatever cost. What has it cost you, Maria? Respect and dignity, maybe? This is the time to remember that when you hear the term alternative media, this is what you get. For every time they say that mainstream media lies and is biased, alternative media says, hold my beer. Yep, they're biased indeed. And that was the angle Maria was going for when Russia invaded Ukraine and mainstream sentiment was against Vlad for that action. Maria set up a camera, reported from outside the Russian embassy in Sydney in support of her Russian freedom fighter, Ozzy Kozak, getting an exclusive meeting inside, but not being allowed to record you know, obviously that's a shame for her. A little bit convenient. It's funny, whenever they say they're doing something important, the cameras are never allowed to roll. It's a very strange phenomenon. Mm. <laughs> she then went on to report to her followers that Vlad was destroying biolabs in Ukraine and made transphobic, clutching at her perils commentary about Zelensky dancing in heels for a spoof video that he obviously made prior to becoming the president. She must be really fun at a party. Speaking of parties, Maria controversially to the movement, 
went to the Freedom Ball at the end of last year and copped a fair bit of backlash from her audience for having attended the Shill Ball, as they called it. That ball caused a lot of controversy because it was exclusive to the important members of the freedom movement only. But for the less important members and followers, it was advertised at $500 a ticket, which left many freedom fighters with serious FOMO, with many of them turning on the ones that attended. Maria was awarded the people's favourite and her gong was handed to her by Aussie Kozak. The best bit about that night is still that elevated top table with Crackers Kelly, Rukshan and Tiny Avi in a booster seat looking down on all their minions. <laughs> I will never forget that top table. <laughs> yeah, for something. Oh, yeah. And the um, of course, Anthony Kalouf getting chucked out at the end by Kozak after sculling a full jug of Coke. <laughs> that was a fun <laughs> night. <laughs> I watched the live um, Maria did with Mario Malik the day after, justifying having attended, and Mario was still so sick with COVID. He attended the ball and, you know, in support of Maria, but was clearly still suffering with his symptoms. He admitted it was COVID and was sweating and looking awful during the live. I actually felt a little bit sorry for him. But, you know, they stood their ground and defended their attendance, making no apologies to the followers. I think they have all forgotten that by now anyway. Yeah, all is obviously forgiven as she's gone on to secure some big names, well, big names in their world, such as Robert Malone, McCulloch, the Snake Venom guy, and many of her news articles are shared around Telegram with stupiders promoting her to his 300,000 subscribers. And she even got a share from Sydney Powell just a few days ago. There is a really great site that I use to take a look and get some insights into Telegram accounts. And Maria Z is actually kind of doing really well, unfortunately. From this site, we can tell who has shared her content, which is from the likes of Sydney, but also David Icke and Q Influencer Whiplash. There's also shares from the World's Doctors Alliance group, which appears to be headed by the one and only Professor Dolores Cahill. Yikes. And these are people who have large audiences and influence in this space. So there is no doubt that Stu Peters has helped expose Maria to the American anti-vax movement, and that is helping to grow her numbers. But it also explains why Maria has gone from seemingly an anti-vaxxer all the way to patriot, warning Americans to keep their guns to fight the tyranny and posting anti-trans content lately, while warning them that Australia is a testing ground for the new world order and that America is next. Yeah, we do have concerns around Australian conspiracies that she's reporting to America and that she is then importing back into here. We've seen a bit of pushback today, actually. Yes, in something that I never thought that I would actually share with you guys, uh, Serene has actually posted something that's actually pretty sensible on her Telegram, which is a little bit weird. That is amazing. Um, I'll just read the start of it because, you know, it's Serene, so it's pretty long. <laughs> I love Maria Z's channel. I have, however, seen an increasing and worrying trend in the freedom Christian movement that thinks homophobia is acceptable. Wow. So like I say, it's a, it's a pretty long post, but I tips me hat to Serene. Um, they don't often speak out against each other. So I will certainly give her some credit for, for doing that. Yeah. And look, Maria, don't America my Australia. But Maria isn't the only Australian freedom influencer to have reached out to overseas for assistance. 
Does anyone remember the SOS Australia campaign? Yes, I do remember the call out to the world by Monica Smith. I remember that well. And for anyone listening who missed that, here is part of a video she sent out to other freedom movements in the world. She was calling for them to protest in front of their Australian embassies, wherever they were in the world, whichever country, and to apply political and economic pressure to our government here. Australia can no longer fight for itself. We have been silenced, assaulted, blackmailed and psychologically damaged. We tried to fight this battle alone. The government has instilled so much fear that we have lost our vigour to fight. We are a broken nation and although we will never give up, we need your help to continue our fight. We need help from our international friends. We are seeking your support to apply political and economic pressure on our leaders to change the destructive path that we are on. That is why we are organising a worldwide protest with Australia excluded in support of our plight for freedom. This is an official SOS from my beautiful country We plead with you to hear our cries for help. If that does not win a major award at this year's cookies, I am going to spew up. It also didn't really get the turnout she probably wanted. I mean, I scoured the internet to find footage of the SOS Australia protests at the time, and I reckon she was lucky to get a thousand people in total worldwide. There was a few here and a couple dozen there, but she did get a shout out from one overseas politician, which she claimed a victory on. But other than that, nothing really happened. I think this one's a good example of the direction that Maria has taken. Monica has made appearances on show, but she doesn't have a regular slot. If Maria had done that SOS campaign, I wonder what we would have seen. So what about the big daddy of the real news sphere? The guy who's been spinning the conspiracy wheel since 1995, Alex Jones. Infowars is the gold standard for the influencers and some of our homegrown grifters have graced his screen. Monica appeared with Cossack to bemoan the tyranny. It's Saturday, September 25th, 2021. We're about to interview political prisoners live from Australia as we witness the Great Reset expand worldwide. This is just the beginning. Um, They're trying to obviously stop people from speaking out of fear that they will get um, treated really badly from the media and so forth. And then, of course, with the protests, as the days went on, the police got more and more brutal, um, seemingly to try and scare people. So this is just the beginning and tyrants don't negotiate. They just get harder. So it is going to get harder. This is not the end at all. So anything America can do would be absolutely fantastic because I don't know, maybe some people are going to have to die for this, you know? It's getting really serious here. Um, the protesting is, is it's, it's very violent and it's not coming from the people, it's coming from the police. But um, it, the people have to uh, defend themselves as well. So it's a very difficult situation here. And I would love to be able to stop that from happening, uh, escalating into into actual viol- like actual death and things like that. But it's, it's heading that way, unfortunately. Um, but I don't want it to. So if America can do something to help us, uh, that would be fantastic because we- well, Scott Morrison, 
thinks it's okay to fight for freedom overseas. But he doesn't see that the people in Sydney, the people in Melbourne, they need protection from the tyranny, from the police. It's, it's, it's completely out of control what's happening here. And I can't repeat myself enough. We need support. We need an SOS. Now, we're not asking for America to send troops or invade us or you know, other countries to invade us. Uh, let's try a political method. Let's try to put pressure. It's about time Australia gets criticised. You know, Australia was always the first to point the finger at Syria or Libya or China or Russia. You know, they were always the first to point the finger at Vladimir Putin and say, oh, look what he's doing over there. Well, unfortunately, Australia has now forever lost the moral high ground. What they really want to do is break our soul and break our minds, break our will, because then we're very easy to control. You know, it's like with the vaccine, if you don't want to take it, but you take it to um, go to cafes or to appease your government or to keep your job, you lose a little bit of your soul every single time you do something that you know is against your uh, conviction, basically. So every single method, every single thing that these premiers are doing are really designed to break our soul, just like an animal or a dog or like, you know, how they train elephants um, in those tourist countries. Um, it's all just psychological. <sighs> that is a lot. Cossack's message about Australia did not age well. And this isn't the only time Monica has alluded to people dying for a cause and claiming this is psychological warfare being played out on Australian citizens. She helped bring all these people out into the streets with this kind of messaging against the government and the police and we are expected to believe that these mobs, which is what these protests ended up being, in many cases having no leader, running through police lines, antagonising the cops and the locals, running around the CBD for hours with no exit plan in place, which is when most of the clashes with the police occurred, to be honest, that they had nothing to do with the police having to escalate crowd management on them. You know, the police were just being brutal to some peaceful protesters. Right. And what's with the calls to have foreign countries interfere in Australian politics? I thought they were against foreign interference. It's just bizarre and embarrassing because America didn't do shit for anybody. They had their own problems to deal with, but it gets worse. Alex Jones also aired a Ricardo Bossi speech during this episode, and we have added it to the end for anyone curious. But Ricardo goes on to say that Australian people are in a war against a made-up tyrannical takeover, and he's preparing Australians to give up their lives and die fighting for this too. He's ex-military LARPing around some general preparing his army for war, and yet... We know that he doesn't have an army. He failed at the polls again and his rallies in Canberra are dead in the water. Alex Jones is exactly the right type of show for all of this to air on though because it's all just nonsense. (laughs) Okay, in the words of Nine Inch Nails, it's time to get closer to God. Yep, online church is massive and it's another way influencers can interact with their audience and create contacts with their peers. We're going to take a look at Pushback and Prayer, a local online event hosted by Pat Masidi. Pat's bio reads, author, speaker, prosperity activist, and his website claims he is creating millionaires from the inside out. At $997 a program, I'd say the only millionaires being created is actually Pat. (laughs) He has a great tagline of belong, believe, become, and I don't know, but I reckon he's ripped off old mate Raph because that sounds awfully close to Billy Archie. (laughs) Pat has a little bit of a shady backstory. He's a disgraced former Hillsong pastor 
self-confessed sex addict who was caught sleeping with prostitutes in Darlinghurst, and also pleaded guilty to assaulting his ex-wife. He was stripped of his authority to preach at Hillsong. So what did he do? Opened his own church, Reborn Ministries, that's aimed at churchgoers who have lost their way. At the start of Pushback and Prayer, Pat is always at pains to say they aren't anti-anything. In fact, they are pro-Australia. The events go for a few hours. There's some singing, some grifting and a bunch of stars. In the first Pushback, we saw Malcolm Roberts... Tiny Arvey, Crackers Kelly, Pauline, the member from Manila, and Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, who was one of the 17 pastors who laid hands on Donald Trump and is the head of Revival Ministries International. Then we saw pushback too, Too Fast, Too Furious, and he added Monica Smith, Ozzy Cossack, Rukshan, and fellow sex fiend Hootie to the roster. Then came pushback three, Return of the Jedi, And this one saw a real step up with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as the headliner. This was a massive gate for Pat. And people like Alex Antic and Matt Canavan would have been falling over themselves to get onto that program. For sure. Part of the allure of these large format sessions is to build relationships. Monica subsequently appeared on RFK Jr.'s podcast. And there is a global freedom rally coming up that features Dr. Peter McCullough, Monica Maria Z and Pat Masidi. Networking is crucial to the ongoing success of each of the brands. But also for the collective movement. Tapping into that Christian right is like tapping into a gold mine. But now it's time for some uplifting stuff and to focus back to what's been happening in Australia. Yeah, I actually really want to know what is happening in Canberra. I hear they're getting uh, wrapped up in it all over there. (laughs) Indeed they are. Joel, the architectural visionary, has a dream of a glad wrap micronation in the woods in the Canberra car park. Right now, while we record, he is in a rebuilding stage as the cops keep pulling the embassy down. But it's okay because he did say just before that he has 24 kilometers of glad wrap ready to go. (laughs) The glad wrap cubby, complete with a roof, has been rebuilt back between the trees with indoor heating and even a rotisserie. Soon they'll be tucked up inside, singing songs and painting signs. It's a little bit scary. Not sure it's the best idea to have gas patio heaters that close to plastic. Cops don't seem to be bothered by it, though. Cops are way more interested in making sure they don't cross an imaginary line on the lawns. (laughs) Young Jordan has hooked up his PS4 to a generator and is currently live streaming VR games to Twitch from the lawns, too. So there's that. And a couple of arrests for trespass again. Frequent flyers finding themselves in the back of the Dibby van. This week, we also saw Buddy Trillionsworth and Rain make another appearance relating to the alleged fire at Old Parliament House. Both were adjourned to dates in July. And early next week, a third person linked to that fire will also appear in court. But we've got some sad news. Oh, okay. Some of the stalwarts of Canberra left town. Everyday Phil has decided not so much every day anymore, and he's gone back to Brisbane. Kane and Alana have packed up their truck. Hopefully they've packed up that song and they've headed off with a planned trip to the Northern Territory. And Guru has literally sold up everything he owns, packed whatever's left onto his boat and have set sail. Safe travels, freedom fighters. And now it's time for Tinfoil Tales, where we talk about um, something that we have randomly seen in the past and we share it with you. And we actually haven't seen each other's um, clips or anything. So we're learning about our tales for the first time too. So go ahead, Soz. What have you got for me today? Okay. 
This one dates back to October 2020. Personal favorite of mine as a person. This is a very short clip, but you'll you'll get the gist. And you're she's a familiar face. You're gonna know who she is. All seen the Q drop that's appropriate to the event. Future proofs past. Okay, so. And at the bottom it said blackout necessary. Now in my belief, blackout necessary means the six major news corporations that run the shit show called television news have lost control. They've lost control of their corporations because they're the merchants, they're your enemy. They have committed massive crimes against humanity. They no longer uh, control jack shit. Okay, so those news feeds are going to be coming to you from Air Force One, which is fully insulated and fully protected. So do not post fear porn shit. If you're in fear, go and pray. If you're in fear, go and research. It just means you don't know what the fuck's going on. All right, so I can assure you I do. I do this full time and I do it seriously. We are not fucking around and I do not talk shit. Soz, you have actually surprised me. I don't know who this person is. Are you joking? You don't know who Fiona McMurdo is. Oh, Sandy. No, no. Sandy, Sandy I apologize it's because great. you are going to waste hours of your life watching her videos. She <laughs> is, I love her. She says things. Oh my God, tell me all about her. She's just like, she's massively into like numbers. She thinks everybody's a clone. Um, <laughs> swears like a Navy SEAL, which is why maybe she's my personal favorite. I remember one, she was, she was talking about something and something came up about horses and just randomly she went, don't talk about the horses. That's a whole other fucking story. And then just like kept <laughs> talking and never went back and explained what was happening with the horses. She's awesome. She's old school. She's been around for a very long time. She's on Twitter. I am so excited for the journey that you're about to go on looking at oh Miss Fiona. Gosh. Oh, I can't wait. I love, I've been looking for a new rabbit hole to just kind of dive into. You know, after a while, you kind of like, you think you've seen everybody, but it's like, I want something new. And I noticed she says um, she doesn't talk shit, but I bet she talks a lot of shit, right? She talks so much shit. She talks so much shit. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, my turn. Let's see. Let's see what Goody. Oh, I can see the face of the person, and it's making me. It's making me scared. First and foremost, something you should know: you cannot <laughs> catch a virus. And why can't you catch a virus? Because it's impossible. So why is it impossible to catch a virus? A virus is alive. Is a virus a living thing? So how is it that people think that you can catch something? that is not a lot. And just so you don't think I'm sitting here making stuff up, I'll quickly tell you my background so you know how and why I'm telling you these things. I was one of those kids that could read and write before I even started school. I knew my one to 12 times table before other kids even knew how to open a book. I won academic scholarships at two expensive private schools. I did six years of science, which included medicine. I did six years of natural health and medicine. And I spent three years solely looking into the nature of viruses, bacteria, protozoans, fungus, and parasites. And as a practitioner, I treated myself
myself and a number of other people successfully long-term for conditions of the same. And when I did my last IQ and aptitude test, I was taken into a separate room and I was interrogated to see if I cheated. So what is a virus anyway? Well, a virus is nothing more than a solvent, and these solvents are created within the cell. So a lot of people have asked me, what is a flu? Well, a flu is a viral detoxification or a cleansing. A cold, on the other hand, is mostly bacterial. And for the most part, what needs cleaning out of the cells are environmental toxins, such as heavy metals, plastics, uh, any kind of environmental industrial pollutants, the chemicals that you use in your home to clean things with, things you put in your body, and so on and so forth. But because a virus is not transmissible within your own body, it should make sense that a virus is not transmissible between people. And it's especially impossible for a virus to make the jump between species. This is why you can't get an avian flu, a swine flu, a bat flu, a monkey flu, or any other flu that affects an animal. So how is it that a number of people can get a virus at the same time? <laughs> if it is created within the cells, how is it that a lot of people can get it at the same time? Well, if somebody at home has a cold, or somebody at work or at your sporting club, does everybody in that place get a cold? You know that the answer is no, despite the fact that a bacterial infection can be contagious. And why can a bacterial or a fungal infection be contagious? Because they are living things. A virus, remember, is not a living thing. So how is it that a number of people can get a virus at the same time. There is an intelligence that runs through all of life. It's why seeds know when to germinate. It's why animals know when to mate or to hibernate or to come out of hibernation. So the body knows when it's a good time to undergo a cleaning. And it knows when it's a good time from the environment and climatic conditions. This is why a number of people in the same area can undergo a viral detoxification. But again, does everybody get a viral detoxification at the same time? You already know that the answer is no. So why is that? Well, they may have already undergone a recent cleansing. They may just be very healthy people and they're always watching the way they eat, the way they think, the way they move, the way they sleep. The intelligence that runs through all of life means that that body knows that it does not have to undergo a viral detoxification at that point in time. So I guess it's time to tell you the only way that you can actually catch a virus. The only way that you can catch a virus is by having it injected into your bloodstream. We can't say this person's name, I don't think. I think he's copywritten it. Which means if we say it, he might try to sue us. We could call him the human thumb. <laughs> so let's just say a man called Tom walked into a bar carrying a net. Okay? Tom is another very intelligent man. <laughs> Tom is such a smart person. He couldn't actually lodge paperwork on the day he was supposed to. That's how smart Tom yeah. actually is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I've ever heard someone who's got more to say about their own intellect than Tom does. I reckon that's a huge red flag. If you have to sit there and say, "These are what this is why I'm so smart um, and, you know, I must know what I'm talking about because I'm so clever because of all these things, I think that's a huge, huge red flag. And then goes on to say the most ridiculous stuff that you can't catch a virus it has to be injected in you and that people who are pure and clean it's like de detoxing you he's just this another another purist another anti-vax purist i mean i i, I don't want to i don't want to question where he did this six years worth of medical training but it sounds like it was at the Archie university i'm just saying <laughs> yes something like that something online oh who knows something that involves shindai yeah yeah, I actually have to kind of share um, why this is why I shared this one um, at on today's episode. Um, this is actually the video when it came out that did me in absolutely did me in with all of these nonsense. I thought 
okay. Because I had a friend who was really um, kind of into, uh, you know, new age stuff, but was asking me questions, you know, was just asking questions. One of those people, right? And, you know, I was trying to entertain this person. I was trying to, you know, and I was looking into things that they were claiming. I thought, well, maybe there's something to this, you know? And, you know, I tolerated, I tolerated it. And then this video was shared on Facebook. It was shared amongst this person's family and I listened to it and I just, I'm done. I went, I'm done now. I can't do any more of this. Um, I don't believe it. It's all nonsense. And now you've just proven it to me. <laughs> so thank you, Tom, for that. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> no, Tom, go away, please. <laughs> no, he's not going away. He's doing many other crazy things, but that's just Tom for you, I guess. That's <laughs> just Tom. Okay, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tinfoil Tales. Feel free to give us a follow on Twitter, Sunny Sandy L. That's Sandy with two E's and Sauce 149 for more takes on the movement and stay here if you want to hear that Ricardo Bosi message to the world that he relayed on the Alex Jones show. And just a reminder, when you hear the term alternative media, this is what you get. See ya. See you. Ladies and gentlemen of Australia, my name is Ricardo Bosi and I am the national leader of Australia One. In the coming days, weeks and months, disturbing rumours concerning the governance of our country will begin to circulate. These rumours will appear to be so incredible, so unlikely and even so ludicrous that the only sensible response would appear to be to dismiss them out of hand. Some of these rumours will in time indeed prove to be false. Unfortunately, some will be true and be prima facie evidence of the despicable crimes of treason and sedition and some even morally worse by those at the highest levels of power in Australia. During this time, it is imperative you monitor closely the responses of those who comprise the polity, the judiciary, the bureaucracy, the military, the constabulary, the corporations, the media, academia and religious organisations. The case can already be made that many of these people are already attainted of treason. But if any remain silent in the face of an obvious attack on Australian sovereignty, they will have signed their own death warrants. Remember them. From the Governor General and State Governors, through Parliament, through all the courts, including the High Court, through the Public Service, the Defence Force, the Police Forces, the boardrooms, the unions, the charities, the mainstream media, schools and universities, and finally, even the churches, synagogues, mosques, temples, and lodges. Remember their names and who they are. Remember what they said and what they did not say. Remember what they did and what they did not do. Why and how has it come to this? Simply put, for decades now, we have been deceived by those whom we trusted. Slowly, the truth has been revealed by the tireless efforts of a few, and this has been a most difficult task. Some of you will have heard it said, sometimes you can't tell people, you just have to show them. And to put that in the Australian vernacular, some people just need to piss on the electric fence for themselves. Thankfully, enough of us are now awake to the lies, and our numbers continue to grow. Faster every day. 
So what should we do? Firstly, be calm. Know that we can and will win this war. Secondly, be united. No matter how many they send against us, they cannot defeat 25 million Australians who stand together as one. And simply say, in a clear, strong and unconquerable voice, no consent, no consent, no consent. Thirdly, be brave. Some of us might be hurt and some of us might die. But if we truly seek liberty, we must win it for ourselves. Nothing worth winning is won cheaply. Fourthly, be good. We the people must win this war with non-violent, non-cooperation. Because the manner of our victory is of foundational importance to the future of Australia as a nation state. We must win this war with such moral authority that we are able to win the peace that follows. Finally, when all is done, the guilty will be punished. We will deal with the traitors in a lawful manner, which after the reprehensible, coordinated malfeasance and violence that they have visited upon us, that will be more than they deserve. And we will do this because we, the common people of Australia, are and have always been so much more than the elites. We are better than they are. We have not and we will not sacrifice our decency and our humanity to win this war as they have done. Ladies and gentlemen, we are about to enter a period of history without precedent, a war for the world. And we, you and I, are on the front line. Be calm, be united, be brave, and be good. And finally, remember that we fight, as G.K. Chesterton wrote, not because we hate what is in front of us, but because we love what is behind us. Thank you.